0: Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. JPMorgan Chase, and a member, FDIC, 2024, JPMorgan Chase & Co.
1: Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at t slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.
0: Hey there, it's Justin Richmond. Today, we're going to hear a chat with one of my favorite artists from 2021, Atlanta singer-songwriter Faye Webster. We'll get into her backstory in a minute, but first, let's hear her perform the title song off her new album, I Know I'm Funny, Haha, live from the Shangri-La control room.
3: Let's sit around and drink some sake, And we can argue about the same thing talk about neighbors on our front porch. I wonder if they know we're moving. Hope they don't know my landlord personally. I never told them you moved in with me. But fuck him, he kept So pretty Got drunk and they forgot they met me I made her laugh one time at dinner She said I'm funny and I do think to her
0: Faye Webster performing her song, I Know I'm Funny, Ha Ha. Faye stopped by Shangri-La earlier this month in between stops on her tour opening for Wilco. The 24-year-old singer-songwriter started releasing music independently when she was just 16 years old. In 2017, her second album was released through Awful Records, home to the Atlanta Hip Hop Collective. Faye was a bit of an outlier on that rap-heavy label, but working with them gave her a different perspective on recording than she otherwise would have had. In the years since, Faye Webster has gotten critical acclaim from Rolling Stone and Pitchfork and even ended up with a coveted placement on Barack Obama's 2020 Spotify playlist. On today's episode, I talked to Faye about artists like the Ramones and Garth Brooks influencing her writing style. Faye also plays some songs live, as well as an early demo version of her song, Cheers. This is Broken Record, liner notes for the digital age. I'm Justin Richmond. Here's my conversation with Faye Webster. How long you been on tour already, like, for this tour?
4: Only, like, two weeks. It's kind of okay. short, this stretch. But we had just got off tour from a month-long
0: tour. Before this? Yeah. Okay. On the East Coast. Was that your first tour back? It was. How was that, getting back at it?
4: It was fun. I feel like the first, like, three shows were, like, weird. But after the, like, fourth show, it was like, oh, this is completely, like, I've understand because like the past year I've just been like sitting at home (laughs) so it's just like I forgot like how stressful of a hustle touring is but it's also like such a normal thing to me at this point nice so I think it just took a second to get back into the groove
0: did you enjoy just staying at home for like a year year and a half yeah I left it yeah
4: (laughs) (laughs) I did because when I'm not touring I'm just like that's what I'm doing anyways it's very normal to me
0: when did you first start touring
4: I think my first tour was 2017.
0: 2017. So how old were you?
4: I was born in 97. Right. So mm. 20-ish.
0: 20 20? you know, I think that
4: there. sounds about right because my first tour wasn't old enough to drink. <laughs> and then I went to Europe and I could drink there because the drinking age is lower. I remember getting like really drunk in Europe on my first tour. And I like left my guitar in like some crazy city that I could not get back to. Um, I think I was in Glasgow
0: That is a crazy city And
4: then I I think I went back to London or something
0: Without your guitar?
4: Damn, I was hungover as fuck and I left my guitar (laughs) (laughs) In Glasgow That sucks
0: Any other good tour stories? Uh,
4: Probably My concept of time is so messed up Yeah When I'm touring and I feel like I don't think of things until it's like Oh yeah Like I remember that And it's like when was that? Where was that? But I don't know. I have no idea.
0: (laughs) It's funny because I feel like for most people who don't like just go on tour, most people felt like the last year kind of warped time for them. Like they had no way to like kind of measure or count time. But for you, it was just like that might not have been the case. It's like normal if touring life, just your normal sort of life as a musician, caused you to sort of have that not being tethered to time feeling. Yeah. Was it like different for you then, the pandemic? Do you think you experienced it different?
4: I guess so. I feel like it's so different per person anyways, you know. But I feel like over the pandemic time, like, flew by somehow. But also, like, it was nice because it was just, like, in the moment. But tour, it's like, last week seems like last month to me right now. When you're actually moving around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you enjoy it? Like-
4: I do. I feel like I enjoy both. Like, I enjoy being home. But I also, like, I enjoy being on tour. It's like when I'm on tour, I'm like, I can't wait to get home. And then when I'm home, I'm like, I can't wait to get on tour. (laughs) And I just go through this cycle for the rest of my life.
0: When you were younger, did you want to be a professional musician? Like go out, like make a living touring and making records or?
4: Not really. I mean, I wanted to make music. And then it was like, it wasn't until like senior year of high school when there was actually pressure. And it was like, hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? And like that moment of just like applying to colleges and stuff, I was like. I guess this is the only thing I know how to do. But I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to be a touring musician and like putting out records. It was just like, I play music. That's all I know what to do right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I feel like that just like escalated into what it is.
0: And you had already put out a record by that point, right? Your first, your very first record. Yeah. You would have put out in, in high school? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What got you started playing music? What got you interested?
4: My brother plays music, and he's a few years older than me, so I feel like... Kind of just like sitting in my room and hearing him through the walls in the house, I was just like, "That's kind of cool."
0: What was he playing?
4: Um, he was like a Ramones fan, yeah, and like whatever, like classic rock. My dad listened to. I feel like he kind of fell into that. So yeah, he was just like in the basement setting up shitty amps and stuff, shitty microphones, and just like playing music,
0: playing Blitzkrieg Bop. Yeah. <laughs> was it? And this was in Atlanta. Yes. Cool. When do you start discovering, like, the larger music scene in Atlanta? Like, when does, when does that happen?
4: Not till, like, high school I was playing open mics all the time because it was the only chance I had to play songs not in my bedroom. And I think that's when I like, started to meet people and be like, there's music that exists that's not what my parents are listening to that's not what my brother is listening to like that's crazy i feel like it wasn't until like high school that i figured that out wow
0: and were you writing at that time like were you like the songs you were playing at the open mics
4: yeah i mean they sucked (laughs) but i was yeah i was writing songs
0: what got you writing i
4: don't know i feel like when i learned guitar i was just playing covers over and over and like even going to guitar lessons i would just print out lyrics and they would just like write the chord above the lyric like when it's time to change to the chord and i feel like i mean i had like 10 binders full of these lessons so i feel like i was just like maybe i should try to write my own songs to where they can't do this to my songs like they can't tell me what to play when you know
0: would you take those into your teacher or would you just would you just quit lessons and like
4: oh eventually i switched teachers and i started off with like a guitar teacher and then i went to like Oh, maybe I'll try a songwriting teacher, and I would just like play songs. Just kind of terrifying because they wrote good songs and I didn't. Feel like I didn't even think about it. Being like, I, I want to write my own songs. I think I just like started doing it from all those guitar lessons that I first took, where they just wrote the chords above the lyrics. I feel like that's kind of when I, like, I would eventually choose to change the key of songs just to like play those chords
0: are th- those are the chords like if you sit down on the guitar you just start playing those M- more often than not
4: Slick. like yes i don't even know what they are and i truly cannot tell you
0: <laughs> and are there any uh songs that you've written using like those exactly those chords
4: uh yeah a lot
0: <laughs> anything you can play <laughs>
4: um do you want me to play song?
3: sure spend my time but nothing's appealing. Nothing really lasts that long for me to realize I'm still alone and you're not with me. wonder what's inside your mind. You seem pretty occupied and leave it change the name
4: song
0: <laughs> it's different <laughs> nice fucking love that man like you have a really nice groove and there's also a lot of repetition in your songs which are like, yeah well one two chords like you said yeah even like the will, ya, will ya, and, you will you and i know, feel
4: like i appreciate that in songwriting just like sometimes like it should just be simple you know what i mean yeah Like, you can play two chords and write a song. You can play two chords and write a fucking good song. The little things that get overlooked is the cool shit to me. Might also be the
0: Ramones influence creeping in. Yeah, oh goodness. (laughs) (laughs) There's no shame in that. Who doesn't love the Ramones? Yeah. We'll be right back with Faye Webster after a quick break.
5: Small business owners, this one's for you. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A. Member FDIC Copyright 2024 J.P. Morgan Chase & Co.
1: Okay, picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey 2024 santa fe available early 2024
2: tired of spills and stains on your sofa wash away your worries with anabay anabay the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices that's right sofas from only 639 dollars It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply.
0: We're back with more from my conversation with Faye Webster. Do you remember the first song you wrote?
4: Yeah, the first song I wrote, I literally just, like, used the same melody as a Miley Cyrus song, and I <laughs> changed the words, and I remember my best friend got so mad at me, and she was like, oh, delete this audio file, like, we are gonna get sued. Like, <laughs> we're, like, in elementary school, like, I was in, like, fifth grade, so I don't even remember what it was, like, what it even was. I just remember, like, I just changed the changed the <laughs> lyrics, used the same melody. And I was like, I wrote a song. <laughs> my friend was like, no. What
0: Miley song? What, what, what song did you change? It
4: was, I think it's just called I Miss You. Okay. I don't know. It was like very early. It was like, What's I was the really melody? into the song that she wrote with her dad on the airplane.
0: I don't know that one. On the show. I missed out. I don't really get these references, but I know Miley. How'd you record that?
4: I feel like my brothers had like. Cool stuff, especially since he's older. Both of them were into like making movies for a little bit. So they had like the Zoom recorder All and right. like cool shit connected to our PC. And I feel like maybe I did it there. I don't even know.
0: So fifth grade, you started writing and, and recording like your earliest stuff.
4: Yeah, which is crazy to think about because I don't remember writing songs in fifth grade, but I remember like performing at my fifth grade graduation.
0: In one of your songs? The Miley Cyrus song. The Miley Cyrus? (laughs) Did you?
4: (laughs) But I sang the real one.
0: (laughs) Oh, the real one, not your version. Okay. You should have sang your version. I know. Did you play guitar? I was. When you performed that? Did you play the guitar and sing? I was
4: playing guitar. Wow.
0: That's fucking impressive for a fifth (laughs) grader.
4: But the first song I ever learned was Lola. The Kinks? Yeah. It's the first song I ever learned. Don't know why. (laughs) I guess because my brother... Yeah.
0: It's classic rock radio staple, but the kinks are incredible. Yeah. So classic rock, punk rock, early on, like or Ramones at least, is what you were, that's just a, what you're hearing around the house?
4: Yeah, or like that's what my dad would play and my brother. But then my mom would play like Western swing music, which I think I gravitated towards more.
0: Like Texas Playboys? and
4: Yeah, like Asleep at the Wheel was one of our favorite bands growing up. Wow. Alison Krauss, Garth Brooks. Shit like that,
0: Alison Krauss. That's a really I don't know. That's that's pretty evolved taste. I feel like
4: you think so. Yeah, I I feel like it makes so much sense, and that's interesting. You say that because I've said that to people before, and they're like, "Really?" Well, my mom is from Texas, and like grew up listening to like soft country like that. I feel like I think she just put me on before she put on all y'all.
0: Man, so what was it about Alison Krauss that drew you in?
4: Definitely her voice. I was like, "This is crazy," (laughs) like it. Truly sounds unreal. Like a CGI vocaloid. It's just like too perfect all the time. It's heavenly. But I also like that she played the violin. Yeah. I like tried to take violin lessons a bunch. And I just sucked. <laughs> I was so bad at it. I was like, I can't do this. But it's also like, I mean, growing up I would only hear male artists. So I feel like finally when my mom started playing me in Krause, I was like, Oh, like girls can do this too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's fucking sick. <laughs> she was very inspirational for me.
0: And I gotta say, if you're only hearing male artists, especially if it's like the Ramones and like Zeppelin, you know, like your usual, like her voice would really cut through the noise. Truly. I'm not super familiar with Atlanta. When I think of Atlanta, I think really great R&B, really great hip hop. You know, like I guess there's rock and roll bands around. Like I don't really, you know, but I don't really think of it like that way. Um, yeah, was that, like, were you plugged into that stuff growing up? Was Were you hearing that? I mean, born in 97, like, yeah, everything's hitting at that point. I like right?
4: Atlanta because it's just, like, there's everything. It's, like, what do you want? And then you can find that there. You can go see, like, a garage rock band. And you can also go see, like, sick-ass rap and R&B artists. And you can also go see, like, <laughs> singer-songwriters at, like, a weird open mic. I don't know. It's, like... I really appreciate that about Atlanta.
0: So once you got to high school, you started finding your own music. What were you finding?
4: I feel like I was, that's when I was finding like folk music or like folk rock music. I was listening to Dawes's record, Nothing Is Wrong, a lot in high school. That was one of my favorite records in high school.
0: How did you end up recording your first record in high school?
4: My friend had moved to Nashville, so I was just like going there a lot. And it was just like, it was really my dad. That was like, you're, you're playing these open mics all the time, and then you have like nothing to give to people. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> do they even want something? Like, I didn't even know, but I had these songs, and it was just like, I knew so many people in Nashville that made music.
0: And how'd you know people there?
4: Because my friend moved there that I met also in like the open mic stuff. When she moved, I would just like go visit her and like sing with her and like play music with her.
0: It's recorded really well. Like it's, it's just
4: like in a house. I recorded both my first two records in just like bedrooms.
0: You had an engineer obviously on that, right? Yeah, because it makes sense that it's in yeah. Nashville.
4: I haven't listened to it in so long. For real? <laughs> so it's good to know. <laughs> Do
0: you play anything off of that record still?
4: No, I barely play stuff off my self-titled record.
0: Do you feel a connection to any of the songs anymore?
4: Definitely not my first record. I, there's some songs on my self-title that I'm like, this still represents me in some way. Like at one point it did really well and it doesn't anymore. But I still like there's moments where I'm like, I enjoy playing the song because it makes me feel like I just started playing music again. My self-titled was when I was just like, oh, I'm taking this seriously now.
0: How do you get from that self-titled or from the first record to the self-titled, which was like it's pretty experimental for like the yeah. old you might have been at the time. Yeah.
4: I don't know. I feel like the first one is like very Nashville-esque. And then when I realized that I don't like Nashville, <laughs> like I was just spending more time back home in Atlanta and like my brothers moved to Athens. So I was spending a lot of time in Athens and just the music scene in Athens is really, really sick. What's that like? Um, It's just like, I literally call shit like Athens rock. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what you call it, but it's like, so I feel like it's, it's like specific.
0: Is there like a... A band we could listen to or something?
4: Uh, well, R.E.M. is from Athens. Oh,
0: I didn't realize that.
4: My brother's in a really cool band called Waiuka. But the Wigs are from Athens. I don't know. It's kind of iconic. And I was just like spending a lot of time there. And they had like shows and stuff that I feel like Atlanta didn't really have the same like intimate vibe as Athens did. Because it's a small town? I th- I don't know. I think so. And just like. It's also so supportive, the way that Atlanta is supportive. So I was spending also a lot of time in there, and that's when I was like meeting my brother's friends that make music, and like truly experiencing like what it's like to be at a show, or like what it's right. like to like watch somebody record music. And that's when I just like clicked with it, and I've like made all, all the rest of my records there. But I don't know. It's really sick.
0: How did you get on awful records for that second record?
4: Um, I was just a fan. I was literally a fan and was like messaging Ethereal a lot, just like sending my music, and he would like send me his music. Uh, Eat Humans would like sell photo prints at their shows, and I would like buy photos from him, and just like became friends. And then I think, like the year I dropped out of college, I was just with them every day because I was just like watching and learning. And then when it got time for me to put out another record, they were just like, like, you're already here. (laughs) You're already here every day. Like, why don't you just like do this with us?
0: And how would you explain that label to people? I feel like maybe not. It's really like,
4: it was like a collective. Like, it didn't feel like I was on a label. It just felt like I was a part of a collective of people that just like made cool shit. And it wasn't even like all musicians. It was a very good learning experience.
0: And iconic like in Atlanta specifically, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, to me, I was like, when I joined, I was like, even though I've been around these people all day, it's like still some some people are like, that's crazy that like you want to hang out with me. Like, (laughs) I've just listened to your music for like so long and like idolize you guys.
0: At the time, would you say it was like pretty local, like a local thing? Yeah, it
4: really was. I don't know, it was so iconic. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would I would have not wanted to have it any other way.
0: It's really like unique stuff and it reminds me like not in not in terms of like the production sound, but just in terms of the vibe, like of like the Memphis, like the old Memphis cassette tape, like rap scene like back in the nineties or or even like the Bay Area rap scene, like it just has its own really distinctive, unique sound that you don't hear anywhere else. You yeah. Know? When I listen to those when I listen to those songs from from Awful. Agree. What was it like collaborating with them?
4: I feel like everything was like so DIY in like a way that I prefer. Like I prefer to make music in a bedroom with friends. And I feel like just like watching people just like make music when they felt like it was something I had never really seen before. Like I was so used to like people just sitting on songs forever and perfecting it and like I'm not going to make a record till I have 12 songs ready. And this way, it just felt like when they made music, it was like, that's what it's supposed to sound like in this moment, which is kind of how I like to record to this day, because it's like, yeah, I just wrote a song, and it's like, I need to get this off my chest now. So you record if I sit right on away. it, Yeah. It's like if you sit on it for a month, like you might just like alter it or change it. And I feel like watching awful record... It was just like one take. And it was like, mm, sound good to y'all? Sound good to me? Like, let's put it out tomorrow. Wow. And I was like, dang, that's like what people should do more often.
0: And how, were you, how would you put them out?
4: We were using SoundCloud a lot.
0: Okay. And were you making physical copies of things at all?
4: No. Actually, my self-title didn't come out on vinyl until last year. Really? Yeah. So I never had records until AMC. That was like the first time I was like really making records.
0: Oh, that's cool. The songs on your self-titled... Were those all written pretty quickly then and just recorded, or were those songs you had been building from the time you did your first record?
4: I was kind of building them, but I was recording them one by one. Like, I think to make that record, it took over a year because I would write a song and then drive to Athens and, like, play it and record it and then go back home and start over. <laughs>
0: wow. You have a very different sound from most things on that label. You know? Yeah. Like, or on the, in that collective. Was your music, like, a weird fit in a way for that, or...?
4: I mean, I never felt like an outcast. Like, I felt like that's where I belonged at the time. Yeah. But it was also like, oh, yeah, they don't know what to do with me. Like, like, I can't record, like, a whole band set up in this bedroom. Like, I have to, like, go somewhere else and do this.
0: (laughs) What is it about the live band that you feel, like, works for your... Songwriting in, in your performance style? Like, you never got tempted to just, like, write a song and, like, just do a quick production in your bedroom? Right. On Like, on Ableton or something?
4: I don't know how to use Ableton. <laughs> I literally record all my vocals on GarageBand on all of my records.
0: Oh, that's great.
4: Um, but I don't know. I mean, I grew up playing instruments, so it was just, like, I only knew instruments. Like, my, I love singing on shit, but it's, like... I could never make this. Like, I can only, like, build instrument after instrument, I feel like. is kind of just all I've known how to do.
0: So you like to, like, dip into that world, but, like, then go yeah. like, back to your... i like,
4: send me a song and I'll sing on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I cannot make this unless you teach me how to use pro tools can you
0: write to someone else's song like if someone sends you something and they're like hey can you or do they usually send you lyrics to like hey sing this or will you come up with your own
4: no yeah i'll write my own parts so.
0: how different is that for you then
4: it's very different but i feel like that was like one of the biggest things i also took out of being on awful is like just because we're in the same room together and you happen to want to make music right now it's like i'm the only person in the room so it's like i'm on the song right. like just by default So, yeah, I think I just kind of learned and, like, experimented that way. Cool. Just, like, when it wasn't me in the spotlight and, like, somebody wanted to just, like, lend my voice or
0: something. We'll be right back with my conversation with Faye Webster after a quick break.
5: Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients. Each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com/business/podcast. Chase: Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. JP Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC copyright 2024 jp morgan chase and co
1: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024.
2: Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Annabe, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639.
0: Did you grow up playing in a band at all?
4: No, I didn't. My brother did, but
0: I did not. You have some members of your band with you today. How long have you been playing with these guys?
4: Pistol and I, my pedal steel player, we've been playing together for seven years now. That's kind of how I started. (laughs) Like, I feel like I was playing music and then I added him to the band. And then from there on, for the rest of the time, it's just like, who wants to play with me and Pistol? (laughs) Like, who wants to be in our band?
0: (laughs) How'd you guys meet?
4: I knew I wanted pedal steel because it's just what I grew up listening to, and every time I said, "Hey, can you help me find a pedal steel player?" It was like thirty people said the same person. There's nobody else. <laughs> like, like this is the player that you need.
0: That's cool. Most people have a hard time finding like a bass player, like a drum, like a good a drummer, you know. But like, it's a high bar to find like a pedal it steel player. Took, it's a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like we we're really gonna do this if I found you know once you found someone
4: but it's like you just have to like wait and really find the people that just like have the chemistry and get you and I don't have to explain shit like you know what I mean like just people that help me represent what I'm trying to get
0: across do you always play in studio and live like with like the same crew
4: we always record everything live that's great and then I go home and redo vocals at my kitchen (laughs) on (laughs) band.
0: that's so funny What is it about, like, a band that helps you write?
4: I think it's more just, like, I have this song and I've written this song. And it's, like, how can I make the best representation of me in this song if other people are going to hear it? Like, I truly want it to be the best representation I could be.
0: So what's the process then? Like, who would you go to first? Like, once you have a song? I don't show
4: anybody until we're in the studio. Like so I don't share. The, I for... don't even like share it with our engineer. Wow! Just because I don't want people like plotting on it, be like, oh, this part, like, mm, this would be <sighs> so good to play something right here, and I feel like that kind of just like ruin not ruins it, but like, I feel like in the moment is when it's more like, oh, I just played that and it sounded good, so like let's just do that again, right, and like record it this time, please.
0: <laughs> so you want people coming up with their parts like on the spot, not. Not Truly. preconceived, like, oh I could do this and that's interesting. That doesn't happen a lot anymore.
4: Yeah. Which is I feel like from the other side of it, like if it wasn't my song and somebody made me come to the studio and record on demand, I'd be freaked out. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice to to be the only one that knows what's about to happen. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Going from the self title to Atlanta Millionaires Club what was the jump there like how did you go from those songs and that place do putting it out through awful and then go to like Atlanta Millionaires Club
4: I don't know I feel like it was just like a natural evolution and it's not even that different of a record like I feel like throughout my three main records there's always a song from the latter record that could have been on the earlier one but not the one two before it otherwise it would have just been like this weird out of place song right. like too quick of an evolution I feel like but I don't know I feel like it was just like the right time and place I met secretly Canadian who I love and they just like feel like family to me at this point point. and I just had more songs and I was like okay like I guess it's time to put out another record and I feel like that's kind of when I noticed that it wasn't just like family listening to my stuff. Right. Like I feel like that's when I kind of like got put on the radar. It was truly the perfect time and perfect place in my life.
0: You were saying how there's like always a song like that wouldn't fit like a couple of albums ago, but probably from the last but I feel like there's and there's also I mean your albums are like super varied. And there's always a song that it feels like is just a complete outlier just in general. You know? Yeah. Like Atlanta Millionaire's Club, like Flowers feels like a a very, you know, and there's a couple, even like Kingston sounds a little different than some of the others.
4: Exactly. And it's like, that could have been on my self-titled, but if it was on Run and Tell, then it would have been like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like who just hopped on the sticks?
0: And then like on this new one too, Cheers. Yeah. Even Overslept sounds kind of different from the rest of the record.
4: Yeah. Could have been on AMC.
0: Like on those songs that are kind of outliers, do you look to make a song that's very different from the rest of the album or is it just happened?
4: It really just happens because, I mean, when I'm writing these songs at home by myself, like, they're all pretty fucking similar. Like,
0: <laughs> there's, like... They sound like they come out like you was writing them son. Yeah, guitar at home. it's just
4: me being quiet as fuck trying to write a song. And then it's like, there's no way that my shitty Cheers demo from my kitchen table sounds like what Cheers sounds like. But it's just, like, when it was time to, like, all sit together in the same room and play it. It was like, oh, like this is how it has to sound or else it's gonna be weird.
0: Was it always as loud as it was?
4: I don't remember. I I should go find the demo, but like I write songs on an acoustic guitar at home. So it's not like I'm like fucking right. rocking out. But then once
0: <laughs> and then once you took it to the band though, like was it like pretty like right away did it It was truly it, was. Really? Yeah. Damn.
4: I feel like that song specifically like people were scrambling because I started playing it. It's just like, oh, like it should definitely sound this way, but I don't own any cool shit. So I was just like, people were like, pulling pedals out of closets and stuff because I was like, my, my guitar is just like, I just plug straight into my amp all the time. But yeah, it just like ended up like that. Right. No cheers during the pandemic. Oh, here it is. Oh, it's called, oh, it used to be called Cheers to Each Other. And I was like, that's a horrible name. <laughs> <laughs> cheers to each other. This is risky.
0: Kinda is it. <laughs> Bad name. Sorry. <It's> right.
4: <laughs> oh, it does kind of sound like that. Oh, it sounds exactly like the record. <laughs> Let me see what the chorus sounds like. That sounds pretty, Fuck, that sounds you pretty
0: sound accurate. Really good in your demos. <laughs> it's just, just like weird.
4: at my in my bedroom or in my kitchen. A fucking
0: great voice.
4: Thank you. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> Ever since I heard the album, and I heard the song before the album because it came out before the album, but in a good way, the Spanish guitar, or the classical guitar, whatever it'd be, I guess called, on that song, how like how did that happen? It's I such an f- interesting, yeah. <laughs> you know,
4: Well, choice. I feel like when I started to write a lot that's when i was like i think i'm gonna like just try and buy different guitars because every guitar i play makes me write something completely different like there's songs that i just like wrote on the classical guitar that i could have not written on my harmony etc and there's also moments in the studio where it's like the band is playing it's like bro this is not the one for the pedal steel are like, bro, this is not the one for the whirly. Like, you, you need to hop out, out <laughs> the sticks and you need to go with, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just certain moments. And I feel like that song specifically was like, this is how I wrote it. So I feel like that's what it... Like, let's switch it up. And I feel like I didn't really switch it up until AMC and haha ha was when I was really like, let's try playing other stuff.
0: <laughs> so you wrote that song on a classical guitar? Yeah. Really?
4: And I only had like, Obviously, my rhythm guitar and my vocals, and then I put like just the classical guitar, uh, like mimicking part on my demo.
0: Do you mind playing a bit of Good Way?
4: Sure.
3: I didn't know that I was capable being happy right now, but you showed me how. I didn't know. You right in front of me until I looked up. much as me, don't you? I can feel it when we touch. And I know you've been having nightmares lately. And I'm sorry I fought.
0: Did you know you're gonna have the feature on Overslept or had it, or that you no. wanted a feature?
4: I just knew I wanted one because I just like truly cannot finish it. And I was obsessed with Mayihara. I am obsessed still. But yeah, I was like, if she's not on it, then to be honest, I'm fake. Like, <laughs> if I got anybody else on this record right now, I'm fake.
0: What attracts you to her and then also what made you. Have
4: want you it heard her record? music? Yeah. She's so good. And I feel like the first time I heard her, I was just like, is this me? Like, is this me and my band playing this song I've never heard before? Like, I feel so similar to her, but it's also like her brain thinks of stuff I can't think of, but like that I wish I thought of. You know what I mean? Just like the instrumentation and shit on her records are so good. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck, I wish I thought of that. I really appreciate like, especially in like old Western swing music just like the really cheesy classic traditional duo songs
0: yeah would you say country's like your main like is that like is that the music you listen to the most would you say or not even but i
4: feel like that is like perhaps the strongest root that i have and it's like from there i'll just like add on other shit that inspires me i feel like it does stem from country music
0: yeah, it's funny cuz I never really thought of you but like, you know, there's like obviously the pedal steel is kind of like a giveaway that you're into country, but like the songs don't sound particularly country at all, you right. know? There's so many different like elements in your tracks, you know? It's like there's a little bit of everything in a lot yeah. of your songs, you know? Like there's a lot of R&B feel. There's like a good R&B feel on a lot. Good like folk feel, some country with the pedal steel, and then even with like the adding the classical guitar, like the doubling on the on on in a good way. It's like that just sounds like a classic, like, ballad, you know, like, move or something. And it's like, all that stuff kind of, like, just collides in a really cool way. But I didn't really think of it as, like, country. Like, I want, do you, when you hear songs, when you write songs, do you almost hear them as country songs first?
4: Not really, but it's just, like, the way that I know format is just, like, country music format.
0: <laughs> and what What do you mean?
4: Just, like, even the chords that I prefer to write with that just feel like is a good representation of me and i just like use them a lot or just like like i said the the classic format of like okay verse then chords then like you know like i don't know i feel like it definitely all does stem from just like growing up in years and years of listening to country music
0: do you mind playing a couple of those chords like just showing the chords that you
4: is one of my favorite chords (laughs)
0: I'm just curious, like what chords you gravitate towards. To. Like Jeff Tweedy was talking one time about how he just—he naturally every time he plays, he plays a G. He just like that's just the chord he goes to.
4: Really? Yeah. That's it. I've definitely enjoyed watching Jeff play guitar every night. Also, the first show we played with him, I was like, "Are you not using in ears?"
0: <laughs> Do we not?
4: No. Really? He was like, no. If the, if it's not coming out of a monitor, it doesn't sound like music to me. Holy shit! Isn't that crazy?
0: Have you been hanging with them a lot on tour?
4: I haven't really been an opener in a very long time, so I kind of forgot what it's like. What it's like, but I I really like and appreciate just like the off stage setup that they have. Like I feel like every venue we have played, it's been like very like community space backstage. Nice it's just like you're always running into people you're always like hearing shit like they have a jam room before they go on stage and it's like "Mm, that's cool i never thought about to warm up before like (laughs) so they just
0: jam out like together in a jam room.
4: yeah it's like dang like i don't know it's so cool
0: wow have you gone into the jam room
4: you know i'm scared
0: (laughs) has anyone i don't want
4: to touch their stuff (laughs) i'm like i probably can't (laughs) afford this I'm not going to touch it.
0: (laughs) Honestly, if I was on tour with him, I'd probably just ask Nels Klein like a 1,001 questions.
4: Dude, Nels is my favorite person to talk to. Is he? I told him in Vegas, I was like, my favorite guitar player is KK Slider. And he was like, I don't know who that is.
0: I don't know who that is either.
4: And I was like, hell yeah, beat you at your own game. (laughs) And the next day, he, he looked him up and came back, and we talked about it.
0: <laughs> it's been beautiful having you.
4: Hell yeah. Thank you so much. This has been beautiful.
0: <laughs> Thanks to Faye Webster for coming through Shangri-La and playing for us. You can check out a playlist of all of our favorite Faye Webster songs at brokenrecordpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brokenrecordpodcast. We can find all of our new episodes. You can follow us on Twitter at Broken Record. Broken Record is produced with help from Leah Rose, Jason Gambrell, Martin Gonzalez, Eric Sandler, and Jennifer Sanchez. With engineering help from Nick Chaffin. Our executive producer is Mia LaBelle. Broken Record is a production of Pushkin Industries. If you love this show and others from Pushkin, consider subscribing to Pushkin Plus. Pushkin Plus is a podcast subscription that offers bonus content and uninterrupted ad-free listening for $4.99 a month. Look for Pushkin Plus on Apple Podcast subscriptions. And please remember to share, rate, and review us on your podcast app. Our theme music's by Kenny Beats. I'm Justin Richmond.
1: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury, digital trends show up every day in business decisions and actions west monroe is the number one strategic partner translating technology into financial value for companies The This Is Digital podcast applies West Monroe's two decades of secrets and best practices to your business's benefit. Favorite past topics from the last three seasons include how AI and the next generation of employees are shaping the workplace, becoming a product company, Highmark's journey, and what does it mean to put the customer first? Learn more at westmonroe.com.